When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. And we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. I know Joe loves that intro, so that's why I did that. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is you can, to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and we just dropped a new episode starting a new season of Inside Sports Fantasy Football this week. So check out what Chris Sardieri has to say, and I'm hoping I can get Joe on an episode or two this year as well at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus, if you can go ahead and check us out today at Lakerholics.com, Laker Tom has a great new article up right now for you to read, and a lot of conversation between him, Mongo Slade, and also Jamie Sweet. There's a great conversation on you know one of our latest videos that's available today at Lakers Fast Break. Plus, check out Jamie Sweet's Five Things articles. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention LakersBall.com. They've got an outstanding array of Lakers groups right there for you. Ox1947, a.k.a. Joe Soro, is right there for you all the time at LakersBall.com. Plus, our good friends of the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. If you can support all of that, plus give us that big subscribe down below Joe right there on YouTube. Please go ahead and subscribe today so you get the latest notifications on when we go live with a new show here at the Lakers Fast Break. And if you can do all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, I mentioned in the description that is the dog days of summer. I know kids are going back to school. Mine are back in school. I know a lot of kids are back in school as well. I know that it's still 100 to 110 out there, depending where you're at. I know it is in Vegas, still hot galore. I know that the dog days of summer are still winding down, and training camp is still in the distance far away, but there's still some things to talk about. I know the Kevin Durant drama we touched upon, and how that could affect the Lakers. I know Laker Tom and I had a great interview regarding that. We had an awesome conversation on that earlier this week. So check that out on the YouTube and also as well, Twitch. And of course, wherever you get your podcasts, but what is there else to talk about? Well, the city where I'm living at now and have been for many years, Las Vegas is now dropping their odds on the upcoming season. They're not waiting for a Kevin Durant trade. They're not waiting for a Kyrie Irving trade. They're not waiting for a Donovan Mitchell trade. They're not waiting for any of these extra trades to go through. And I'm sure they'll adjust accordingly as soon as they're made because that's Vegas. They're giving their thoughts right now on exactly what teams are going to go ahead as far as have their win-loss record so that people can go ahead and start betting on it this season. And the interesting number for Lakers fans is 445 so I've got the guys here today for the group chat, and we're going to talk about is 44.5, and a half, a fair or unfair number for the Los Angeles Lakers as far as going into the season as of now. So we'll talk about that. Plus, Bill Russell, it was announced today that his number posthumously is going to be retired throughout the league, although players like LeBron that have or are currently wearing the number six, they will be grandfathered in so that they will not be retired until 
those players with the number six leave those various teams. But yes, the number six will be retired throughout the league. And also as well, there'll be a uh, signification on the court as well in regards to, I think, a clover leaf, if I'm not mistaken, plus the number six, if I heard correctly. So a great tribute to Bill Russell. But that leads to the question, should there be other numbers that should be retired throughout the league as well, including a couple that are well-beloved amongst Lakers fans? That's what we're going to touch on as well at the back end of the show. But guys, we're here now to talk what Vegas is talking about, and that is the Lakers. 44.5 plus everything going on with the win totals for everybody else in the league. So I'm going to go ahead and run it down here for you real quick. But it is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today right here at Lakers Fast Break. And, of course, LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe Soro, as Jeff Green puts it right now, 44.5 is a generous number considering they won 33 games last year and no better this year. So, yes, that would be 11.5 games better than they won last year. Is that a fair or unfair number? As a currently constructed team, that is a lot. I don't believe they would win, 50, let's say, 45. If I was betting on the over, I would bet the over if there was a Kyrie deal or even a Miles. Well, that'll turn. change. If Kyrie is traded, immediately Vegas would up the odds. I think even the Indiana trade, too. You know, that's there, there's some truth to that. But it is Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving plays 50 games and LeBron and AD play 50 games, they they might come under that. It, 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 I'd say it's from a from a from a booking standpoint, 45, 44 and a half is a really good number. If I was a gambler, I would bet the over because a little bit of me tells me that they're going to be better than they were last year, just by instinct. Because I think ultimately they have to make a deal here. Uh, it's creeping into that that range right now more and more. And I know there's nothing going on, but I, I think the, the more nothing goes on, the I think I'm getting a feeling like it's going to have to happen now. Instead of somebody just saying, hey, we're going into the next season with what we have and we're done. No one's saying anything. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the two picks no uh, nets would want two picks lakers don't want to give the two picks and they're just gonna play chicken until one of them says okay we'll we'll, we'll do this deal that's i think where lakers we're at. already have said they would they said allegedly yesterday. allegedly they yesterday i i don't know necessarily if i believe the sources i think the sources this summer have well, been a bit it was joe van buha who is probably as connected as anybody is with the lakers i mean the lakers obviously put that news out that was their camp that released it. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny because to me, let's say 45 wins just to get rid of the half so we don't have to talk about that. So 45 and 37 record on 82 games is not bad. That's seven games above 500. Um, and that's based upon the roster we have right now, which Twitter is having a, having a whole lot of fun looking at the starting lineup and the closing lineup for the Lakers right now without a trade, which obviously include Russell Westbrook and all of those iterations. Um, and yet, even with as ridiculous as that roster would be, which is we have zero shooters. I mean, zero shooters. LeBron is the best shooter on the team. Um, it, it, it's really, they're counting on getting like three shooters out of THT and, and Russ. And they need those three shooters very badly because if they could put, plug those three shooters in, this would be a pretty good offseason, especially considering how far they had to go and how, you know, and, and what they've done to get younger and I think more athletic. And they have a great new head coach. So I think, you know, you, you'd look at those things. I think I think that Ham factored into the fact that a lot of people, that that you can estimate that they'll get 45 wins. So, that shows a lot of respect for the simple fact that if LeBron and AD are healthy, like Joe said, the over is a good bet, you know. If they're not healthy, I mean, then frankly, what you may be betting on if you really believe in LeBron and AD, which like I do, I think most Laker fans in their heart do, although the injuries have caused a little bit of ripple of, of, of concern. 
But generally, if you believe that a healthy LeBron and AD, a healthy, rested, and motivated LeBron and AD, with even a reasonably good roster, has a shot. And so, I, like like you said, Gerald, I think that the odds would go up dramatically if if they made the Pacers trade or or the uh, Nets trade. Now the Nets, we've accelerated the situation by coming out or by having having people release the information that yeah, now we're ready now to give two picks. We haven't talked about what whether they'll be protected or how they'd be protected and so forth. But that's the signal very clear. Uh, and then the next signal probably is that the Lakers are also talking to the Pacers, you know, because they're obviously trying to put pressure that the KD situation may be in a stalemate where, you know, they may go into the season with that situation. And so the Lakers definitely don't want to be caught. They want to be patient with the Kyrie. There's no doubt that Kyrie is their number one target. They want Kyrie and Joe for for Russ and THT. And that's a trade that's that the dollars almost match perfectly. So neither team ends up with additional luxury taxes. Um, and it's a two for two trade. So it makes it easy to balance on the rosters and so forth. So I think the 44 is a pretty good bet. Well, what is what, by the way, Gerald, what is the, I, I haven't read the numbers. What is the, who's the favorite, the Celtics or the, the Warriors probably or what? Celtics. Five? Uh, well, funny you should say that. So we'll get into that right now, but I have just yeah. two observations real quick. First on, when it comes to the Lakers at 44 and a half, Vegas is damn smart. That's all I'll tell you. They sure do their jobs really, really well. They always seem to amaze me. Everything, every time I see, you know, maybe I could go ahead and put some money on something, you know, something that I might be able to go ahead and, and get a little, you know, here or there or whatnot. They go ahead and do this and it's right spot on where I would probably say with a healthy LeBron and yeah. AD is, is where it would be at right yeah. around 44, 45 wins. But that's no, what that's... We, 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 we've all said that over and over, but we forget it because of how horrible last year was. Yeah. And, that, and that's, again, I mean, it's as like Jeff Green, over your I... head when you, you want to think positively and then you remember, well, Jesus, I went through all of last year being positive and being wrong every podcast that we had. It's hard to hope that these guys are going to remain healthy. That's and Jeff Green said it best. I mean, that's considerably up more, what, 11, 12 games now we're getting to the point than what they did last year, which – that's probably where if you see a they cut blew line 12 for, games last year, real easily. Yeah. We could, we could each name games where, you know, we had big leads and blew them or just did stupid things and so forth. Terrence Harvey, by the way, said Jovan said he didn't report the two draft picks. It's just what he believes. It's, yeah. It's his time. opinion, his opinion. Well, that's common sense right there that right. Brooklyn is not going to oh, do anything yeah. until the, the Lakers right. offer both trip picks. I think that's pretty right. much common sense right now. So yeah. you said that on this show a hundred times. I will say well, that's that- just the negotiating process. They haven't reached the point yet. And that's why Polinka keeps preaching patience. And he's right. Well, the, the thing I also wanted to go ahead and cover is that I had mentioned previously that I thought that there were going to be no 60 wins teams this year, maybe if on the Eastern conference, but in the Western conference, mm. because it's such a murderer's row yeah. as when Jamie sweet and I broke down as far as which teams we thought right now were better than the Lakers. It just goes to show you that even Vegas thinks that there's going to be a murderer's row beating up on each other in the Western conference just because of the fact that there's no 60 game winners. The closest is the Celtics at 54 and a half. Then you have the Suns at 53 and a half. You have the Bucks at 52 and a half and the Warriors at 52 and a half. Clippers are at 51 and a half. 76ers are 50 and a half. Grizzlies are 50 and a half. Heat is 50 and a half. Nuggets are 49 and a half. Mavericks are 48 and a half. I love the fact that they're all halves. Timberwolves are 48 and a half. Hawks are 46 and a half. Nets are 45 and a half. Raptors are 45 and a half. Bulls are 44 and a half. The Lakers are 44 and a half. And the Pelicans are 44 and a half. So all three of those teams are in a group of 44 and a half. Then you have the Cavaliers. Are How can all of these half. be statistically a half? Well, they're all a half for a reason. It's for monetary purposes to go one way or the other as far as higher or lower. But we'll get into that in a sec. The Cavaliers are 42 and a half. So that's the half. biggest thing you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's a Vegas thing. It's it's to spur you as a better to go over or under the number. Oh, uh, I Knicks so are 39 and a half. Either that or they're, they right. know something about the end, maybe see. going ahead and adopting the NHL ties since the NHL. So that eliminates the ties then. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding on that one. But right. Knicks are 39 and a half. That was kind of surprising. Trailblazers are 39 and a half. Hornets are 37 and a half. 
Wizards are 35 and a half. The Jazz are 32 and a half. Kings are 32 and a half. Pistons are 27 and a half. Magic is 26 and a half. Thunder is 26 and a half. The Pacers are 24 and a half. The Rockets are 24 and a half. And the Spurs are 24 and a half. So we have three teams at three the teams bottom of the list. running for number one. <laughs> yeah, 24 and a half. I want to talk to you first, Joe, and ask you first, if there's one number, if you're back in Vegas, when, you know, the city where you just dissed me on last weekend, because, you know, you were so busy and you just didn't have time to go ahead and have a drink. I'm just kidding. I had to burn you on that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, no worries. No worries, my friend. But if you came back to Vegas this weekend and laid money, any money down, is there a intriguing bet for there because i see a couple that i would actually put some money on and i'm thinking about putting some money on this weekend i not really i i would the grizzlies stands out to me at 15 and a half and the reason why is because triple j is out half the season after surgery so you never know these days in the nba it's become so inconsistent who's playing real well year in and year out it's inconsistent on who i i actually am trying to think who who what superstar actually plays 82 games during the season? Do we have any? Did Very Giannis few. I mean, play Russell Westbrook, I mean, it was the... That's not a superstar. That, that, that's I know, a, but that's he a, once was. That's a tragedy. Superstar. You don't know. You don't know who's going to take... Who's load managing throughout the year? The load management isn't just the, the fault of the player. It's It's actually management. It's coaching. It's ownership that have... Yeah, you know, it's it's hilarious how they've kind of taken a back seat in that and blame it all on the players. I I actually think it's from the higher ups that are demanding it because they want to make sure something's good. But then uh, the league doesn't like it because of the fact it's a t all about the TV. And well, TV you know, games. and that's that's the part where I think Adam Silver, whom I'm a big fan of, good I point, he, Jeff. Uh, Giannis is close to eighty. I I've been I've been very impressed with him since he's become commissioner. However, lately he's been. Mm, I don't want to say he's failing, but he's not hes not taking the initiative enough uh, on certain things. And I think this main issue with player availability needs to be addressed, and it needs to be addressed aggressively. And until you get some kind of consistency with, with these stars, I mean, Ja Morant, who's young and boisterous and exciting and how many games did he miss 15 well that was legit i i'm gonna say i don't think well that was every every everything is legit every injury is legit i'm not saying it's not but i, I i'm just having a hard time understanding how in 2022 we have next level travel next level medicine next level therapy and a pampered bunch of babies, and they're still missing games. So how am I supposed to assess a betting line when I know when I don't know who's actually going to play during the year? It, it's difficult. I don't know how it. I mean, I, I think the only safe bet these days is is betting on a starting pitcher that's having a good year. I'd say you want to that, that right now, and in, in terms of my betting unless I'm just doing something for fun, like a Super Bowl or whatever. That's really the only bets I place is on, on a good pitcher. I, I'll, I'll put a good amount of money on a pitcher. Well, again, the Grizzlies stick out to me because Triple J is already out with foot surgery for four to six months. Oh, right. Yeah. And then at the same time, you also have to factor in the Grizzlies snuck up on, on people, right? And Jaws, the flavor of the, of the year right now, and I'm not saying he's not he's going to – not become a better player or play the way he has, but pressure. I've seen pressure change a lot of stars in the last decade. Guys like Dwight Howard, guys like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is another guy. The pressure changes things, right? I mean, he's won. Dwight Howard was a Hall of Fame player, but we're not used to seeing, at least I'm not used to seeing great players kind of fall off sometimes when they were showing such promise and next level skill. I don't know. It's, it's too difficult to, to handicap. I, I don't know who's going to play and how they're going to play if they want to play. And I, I'm not even going to take a risk. 
I'd rather go. I'd rather do blackjack. You give I'd the man blackjack. a simple question, and he gives you an unsimple answer. Because <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have an answer. <laughs> okay. I try well, to pull uh, one out of my ear on that one. But that's for sure, indeed. But before I get to you, Laker Tom, Jeff Green said right back in the '60s, he agrees with you, uh, Joe. By the way, Will Chamberlain would average 48 minutes a game. Actually, he averaged a little bit more because remember the overtimes. So he actually averaged like 48.5, a little bit more than that. On those years, he was playing every single game because he was playing every single minute and including the overtime. So yeah, yeah. but that was then, and this is now. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, but I know it started with what the San Antonio uh, later. You know, they, he's uh, Popovich sat down. Rick Popovich the started this Popovich load started management it. crap. Yeah, he yeah. softened the lead. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just you can't. The the problem with that whole thing. It's he whined about. Yeah. Listen, yeah. there's two issues that that that. Uh, People in Joe's corner who are angry about the star players not playing when people are buying tickets to see them play, not knowing, you know, and then and then also the the empowerment of the players to demand a trade, you know, a year after he signed a four year contract. Um, the problem is, is those things are both really difficult things to to legislate, and they're things that are. Those are things that the players association will die for, you know, um, because let's take the, let's take the injury and the load management stuff. It's all related to injuries, man. And, and then you, you, you're, you're so tied up between HIPAA requirements and other things on that, that, that you're not going to get, you're not going to be able to legislate that. There's a reason why it's become a difficult situation. It's because it comes down to people's personal health and players' personal health. Um, and it's career defining for them, so they're not going to give on that in the negotiations. Well, and let's then get when back you come to da- then when you come down to the to the empowerment of the players, I think we're seeing that the marketplace is making the necessary adjustments. You got two superstars, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, that that their value has been so diminished that there's limited that they they can't trade them. The Lakers are the only one that want to, will trade for Kyrie. He's damaged his brand so badly that 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 the twenty nine other teams don't want him, and one of the twenty nine have him under contract for next year. And in the same thing with KD, they can't trade him anywhere. You can't get value for him, even though he's got a four year contract because he's become untrustworthy. He has damaged his brand so much, just like Kyrie has. That you don't need to make an adjustment because player empowerment understands that character is one of the things that people really can count on and is one of the things they're going to value when they're going to give out a $200 million contract for them. And talk about bad judgment. You know, Joe Tsai got to think about his general manager actually did his general manager put those three things or is this Joe Tsai's decision? to go out and get this big three and get rid of that great young team that, that they had developed and, and, and it was doing so well, was such a fun team. Brooklyn was a great place to watch basketball. And then all of a sudden you come in here and you brought these three guys in and man, all three guys have character problems and whoever made the decision to bet on that character basically deserves a good deal of the responsibility for those problems. Now, a lot of those things, I think Josiah actually Durant went over Josiah to get James Harden on that team, and you know Joe's got to look at that himself, you know. And then there's a point where obviously at this point he's not going to, you know, he may hang on to Durant and just out of spite if nothing he may else. Go to Philadelphia like uh, like James Harden. What is it? What he Durant not only wants him to be traded, he wants to trade him in the division. To their two number one, their two rivals that they play four times a year. Well, let me ask you this: Getting back to the Lakers, mm-hmm. forty-four and a half wins. Uh, that's something where, yes, power Lakers uh, player well, empowerment it's aside, eight, it's good for eighth. They're the eighth best team in the West. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, and right. that's what I wanted to say. That puts them right at right at the point as far as playing mm-hmm. is concerned. That means they have to have a healthy LeBron and AD just to get to that number. Yep. 
that's exactly. what makes it really that's more, the same thing. More they're counting on every other team having healthy superstars and healthy key players. Joe, they, they were they were a month ago, or I'd say three weeks ago, they were a plus. Um, what was it? A plus eleven hundred, which was yeah. sixth out of the thirty. And then now, what what were they? Yes, what what were they today? What was the numbers today? That puts them right in the uh, about eighth in the Western Conference, as as I think. Laker so I, I don't know how. So what changed in three weeks? I think or, the estimation that uh, the Lakers were going to be able to make a trade. So with each passing day and the Lakers not making any movements, I think that the pessimism yeah. amongst Vegas, I guess, uh, betters as Boy, far as we thought, we thought we were going to have Kyrie or or Turner by now. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's people, probably why that you're seeing this, that they were going to have that happen. response. What are the chances that the Nets say we're not trading anybody? Yeah, that's that's a possibility um, as well. I don't and think when, that's a possibility. I think that KD deliberately, when you throw the coach and the general manager under the bus the way that he did, saying choose them or me, um, and then Kyrie coming in and saying. Oh, I don't hate anybody. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good Christian. And I love everybody. Hallelujah, you know, um, which is really not even saying anything that, that uh, it was almost like a parody of of him with KD. Both of them saying it, you know. And 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 I go back to that conversation that they were having on Kevin Durant's podcast, where they were all laughing about, well, who's really going to coach the team? You know, KD, will you coach it or? It's probably going to be a joint venture. You know, we'll help Steve out. You know, um, Jock Bonds was a, a good assistant coach. He can do some of the things. James will have some ideas. Kyrie will have some ideas. We'll figure it out. You know, um, if that doesn't say something about a simplistic naivete and total lack of understanding of the value of coaching and of leadership by those three people in that conversation between Katie and Kyrie. And then Katie goes off to London. What's he's going? He's off to London. Hanging out with James Harden. Hanging, hanging out with James Harden, who is king of, he wrote the book on how dummies, you know, how, how NBA superstars can force a team to trade you for dummies. You know, that was his book. <laughs> and immediately we get these things happening. Uh, can they, I don't, I don't think there's any way in hell that, they are going to keep Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. I think Joe Tsai wants both of them gone, including James Harden. Never wants to see any one of those three again. But he's going to demand a lot. He will hold them out and he'll hold them out and pay them and won't let them play uh, and hang them out there until he gets at least what he thinks considers to be fair, which means for the Lakers, two picks. That probably can happen. Because KD may be stuck in limbo for a long time. So I think there's a chance we might see something in a week or two. I think definitely before uh, the middle of September. Uh, because training camp is, everybody keeps saying now that training camp is the soft deadline. Um, and the Lakers are ready to negotiate at this point in time. They know exactly what they want. They know what plan A is. They know what plan B is. They don't like plan C or D. And plan F is total failure, which is keeping Westbrook. So I got a number. I got another number that if you were interested in, might want to look at. Yes, I know it's the Kings, but 32 and a half for the Kings for a team that has an edict from their owner to go ahead and at least get into the plan. That's something I think. Mike Brown coaching them? Mike Brown coaching them, yes. When you feel bad about the Lakers. Just think about the Kings and you'll feel yes. better. 30, I think they can at least get to 38, 39 wins, 40. I heard I heard, I heard a Kings fan talking on on Sirius XM the other day. And he was, I guess they just tore down uh, Sleep Train Arena, which used to be where the Kings played. Used to be the old uh, Arco Arena, yeah. yeah. It was a horrible, horrible, terrible place with horrible acoustics. So it was extremely loud. And this was during the heyday when the Kings had, you know. Well, you want an arena that loud. Pardon? You want an arena that loud with no, the Cowboys and you all do. that. And by accident, it was one of the loudest arenas, and they were the most boisterous fans. I uh, those games were those those were some of the most exciting Laker games, and uh, 
unfortunately for the Kings, they happened to be in the same division as the Lakers, so they never got and in. But that, that was my thought. Living in Northern California, I went to a few of those games just because it was always easier to get a ticket at Arco than it was, you know, for when they come and play the Warriors. But uh, it'll be uh, – the Kings uh, – you know, the Kings have some talent there. I think their big mistake was they, they shouldn't have traded Dybos. They should they should have kept him, and instead they got – they should have got Turner instead of the other guy. You talk about are, well. You talk about the Sabonis trade. Yeah, Tyrese yeah, Halliburton. I, I think is going to be a good solid player in the league. Yeah. yeah, he can't play defense, man. He's not going to be an impact. Drafted Doncic. Oh, that's yeah. That's the first mistake. That's the biggest <laughs> mistake that they should have made. Right. Well, I like there. the kid they got last year. They, that uh, they have a guard. Um, they drafted him uh, ninth, I think, yeah, last from year. Baylor. Yeah, he he's pretty good. But also, who they drafted this year, I think he's uh, who they who they drafted this year. I really think that they can help the team. Whether or not it's enough to get to where it's a play-in situation, we'll mm-hmm. wait and see. But I do think thirty-two and a half, as far as even though right. Jeff Green says it sounds about right for the Queens, as he calls them. Well, I think you know, me, I, I think it's, it's a, a funny. It's low. a funny thing when you t- you mentioned earlier that how the Vegas. Vegas seems to have a very good sense of taking the emotion out of the odds. This is true. And the only thing that creeps in is a little bit of Laker fandom that always makes those odds a little bit heavy favoring. Well, you got to remember, okay. When it comes to the Lakers, Tom, and you know, this too, Joro, uh, Joe Soro, it's, it's the same thing as with the Lakers. They make sure to make it as attractive as possible for the Lakers because Lakers fans will come up from Los Angeles. They'll make the drive like they do every (laughs) single weekend. And they come here and they place money on a lot of things and they place money on bets and they place a lot of money on the Lakers. They get more movement on the Lakers than any other NBA team. And it's not even close. And this is conversations I've had with many people behind the scenes. And those are usually fans rather than intelligent betters. Yeah, I, it just people they will come up seeing the numbers that got posted this week. And I will just say right now that I think 44 and a half is a very attractive number for them to go ahead and get a lot of action on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Just uh, looking forward to seeing what people's thoughts on it. If you have thoughts on 44 and a half, if that's a good number, what was that? What think, was the estimate last year? What was the betting estimate last year? I wonder. Uh, I think it was much higher. What was 40? Uh, it must have been. I, I, I'd have to look that up, but I, I yeah. would assume it's been higher. That would be an interesting one to look up. Yeah. We sure underperformed that, <laughs> whatever it was. Once again, it is. I will, again, the Lakers fast break. I've got Joe Soro and Laker Tom. Please go ahead and check out Joe Soro today when he goes ahead and travels the world of LakersBall.com. And, of course, Laker Tom right there with his great articles. Jamie Sweet hopefully will join us here in a bit. But until then, I wanted to go ahead and ask you guys one last question before we head on out. And maybe hopefully Jamie Sweet can join us before then. I want to go ahead and say right now that the NBA has gone ahead and done a great thing in as far as retiring Bill Russell's number, number six across the league. Although if you are wearing number six and you're an active player, i.e. LeBron, you do get grandfathered in and you will be able to wear, continue to wear the number six until you leave the team or you decide to change your number, whichever comes first. My question to you, and I'll start off with you, Joe, on this, is that, again, I thought it was a great move, something that we talked about before in our tribute to Bill Russell, who is a tremendous part of the history of this league and will continue to be so for eons going forward. I want to hear your thoughts on as far as if there's any other players, because I have two in mind that are have passed away that I think should also have their numbers retired. And then two that I would think that when they go ahead and pass on, that they would have their numbers retired as well. I'm, I'm, I don't really have a feeling on it either way. I know that a little bit of it is you can't retire everyone's number that passes away. Uh, Bill Russell is a little different, a little special. He was able to do special things at a special time, not only on the court, but off the court. So there's some understanding there. Uh, You know, Let's say Jerry West. Jerry West is the logo, I think. He is one of them. I, I Yeah, Jerry West is is the logo of the NBA. I'd say that's a pretty 
uh, retired situation. If you were to ever have one, you're literally on every Jersey and you've been on it for five decades, if not more. Uh, that's better. It's better than being your number retired. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jerry wouldn't want his run number retired at this point. I, I, you know, they just renamed the, the or they just created a Western Conference and Eastern Conference final MVP, and the trophy's name is Larry Bird and Magic. And after a while, you start to kind of dilute this special treatment. Uh, his is different. It's 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 Bill Russell. It's again the times he was playing his effect his his, his value to the league. He was a pioneer uh, like no other. Um, it's just you know I, I, I it, in this particular situation I think it's right, but I don't think they should start snowballing into retiring every great player's jersey from here on out. Otherwise, you're just going to start. It's going to start looking like the NFL uh, Hall of Fame. You got a bunch of really good players that are now going into the Hall of Fame, and you don't want to dilute it. And I feel like a little bit of this remembrance or this giving credit thing is starting to kind of get out of hand. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay. So are you okay with Bill Russell getting yes, his number? Yes, I'm okay with Bill Russell. Bill Russell, hundred percent. We talked so, about. So this. let me let me point out two right now. Okay, for, put, we'll put Jordan and West aside because they were probably the first two that come to my mind that are still living. Kobe Bryant and Will Chamberlain, and then Tom will ask you the same question. Yeah, we're we're see Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Jerry West, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, Larry Bird. Like, when does it stop? Are we going to retire every jersey now? I don't. I, I think well, there are ninety nine numbers you can use. So. I know, but that that look, Bill Russell. Bill Russell was. He he was the guy that defined a league. He defined it at the beginning of it. Defined it at the beginning of television when it started to skyrocket. He's the he was the first black head coach. Won two championships as a coach and a player. It, it, there's a lot of factors into that that you 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 have to weigh in and say, look, we have to honor, we have to honor this guy in this way. But you can't you can't dilute his re- retirement or his jersey retire uh, number, and then all of a sudden start retiring another ten or twelve guys that are are probably worthy. But it's going to start getting again. It's going to start diluting that whole. Next, thing you know, we're going to have to wear four numbers on our on our jerseys. Uh, it's that's, that's really all I, that's, that's, that's my only thing on that. I, I'm, I'm, I don't carry it away. I, I think it, it's just not something I'm thinking about. It's, it, it's just not, I, I will say this though, because I, I, I know it on Lakers ball just about an hour ago when I was, when I was on there, uh, there was word of uh, clo- the little, you know, Celtic logo, the little Clover was going to be put on the jerseys and people almost had a, had a heart attack and right to put it on the court, I believe. Right. And that rightfully so that kind of like, you know, Laker fans are like, ah, I don't want that on the court. But in this situation, I will make an exception because Bill Russell wore a Laker Jersey with Kobe's number on it when he passed away and he wore it more than once. So uh, in remembrance, in, in remembrance to that, I have no problem putting the green turd logo on the court because of Bill Russell. God bless you, Bill Russell. You're watching. Retire the number. Honor him. Great. Just make it special, NBA. Stop Stop with the overly credited type thing that seems to be going on a lot right now in sports, in all leagues. <laughs> I, lo- I love how the fact that you give such a poignant speech and then go ahead and still get in the shot as far as the green turn. <laughs> I'm just, I just don't like the Celtics. I, I never, nobody I never here did. does, but I just love I, the fact I you just got it. that team. Yeah, that was a beautiful, well thought out, really great statement. And I still love the fact as a Lakers fan, you still I don't like the clover on the court either. I don't want to see it on our uniform. Well, man. you're going to be seeing it for an entire season, my friend. Oh, but Jesus. your thoughts on this? I mean, is there any other? I feel the same way like- as Joe does to a certain extent. Bill Russell is, 
I agree with everything Joe says. Bill Russell was a great, and even though he was a Celtic, I, I really respect and admire him as a great. One of the things that I do really love about him most is the way he became great friends with Kobe and with Wilt. Some of the best conversations that I've ever heard between two legendary superstars were conversations between Bill Russell and Kobe and Bill Russell and, and Wilt. Just nothing but hearts and respect for the way that they played the game and the type of competitor they were on the court um, and the ability to joust each other back and forth. So I think it's a great honor for Bill. I do agree with Joe though that it's it gets to the point of ludicrousness. I'm sitting down here and I'm looking at, did you know that the All-Star Game Most Valuable Player Award is the Kobe Bryant Award? Yes. That is, what a disgrace for Kobe. Well, he the reason why something better than that. Well, he, he the reason why he got it was because he he tied. I think yeah, Bob had it for but four. But it's a meaningless game. But the Finals MVP is already it's taken. It's the, the most mamba like thing the NBA does. Well, what would Name you do? Though, what would you change it to? What would you change it to? Can't change it to Finals MVP because Bill Russell. They already yeah, gave that okay. to him many years ago. Who's the regular season MVP? It. it, it and this is what I'm talking about. See, Tom, Tom already, Tom is validating yeah, but, what I'm saying. But he's, I, he's but validating it's just Kobe, just Kobe. It's he's validating what Kobe. I'm saying. I draw it, the it, line at Kobe. It, it started really? this, and, and it started this. You know, let's honor I want Kobe. Kobe to let's something honor. better than the All Star Game award. And then it goes into getting more awards for a conference final, and then you're naming that a trophy, and. You're naming this trophy, and then it's Larry O'Brien trophy. I agree with you on and all just, the other it's things. It's just getting to the point where you're like, dude, I don't even remember. I don't even know whose trophies at what anymore. I used to don't remember. Don't forget the sponsored trophies. Don't forget the you sponsors. Got to get the sponsors. I, 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 Larry O'Brien, Vince Lombardi. You know, those are the, the, yeah. the boom. Now I'm like, okay, well, wait, what did they win? What's Larry Bird's trophy? Oh, it's this one. Oh, yeah. and it's like ooh. baseball stadiums. There's only two stadiums left that haven't sold out their corporate name. Do you know what they are? I know the two NFL ones. But which, what are they? The two NFL ones is Soldier Field in Chicago and then Green Bay in Wisconsin. Yeah, but isn't Chicago moving the only out two of that haven't getting sold a retrofit? Out corporate name. Well, hold well, on. Let me ask, Steelers, let me ask you is, the new is, Steelers is, name is atrocious. Oh, that's Yeah, that, that's true. Oh. I, I heard that. Oh. But let me ask you this, Joe. Is, is Soldier Field getting a retrofit or are they moving out of Chicago? There's there's word from the mayor there. She said something about they want to build another stadium there. I don't know if they're retrofitting. Okay. Because it, it's always – I've heard recently – That's not me. <laughs> okay. So, but go ahead. What are the two arenas that are not uh... – Soldier Field and Lambeau Field. Okay. Every well, other NFL arena – has sold it name. Well, what about the arenas here in the NBA? They're almost all of them are also it's you know that that's tens of millions of dollars. Why well, would you pass I mean, that the, up? You are the guy who's been, been hammering the horn for for our Wrigley Stadium. Wrigley Field for a reason. Dodger Stadium never took. Why are they Wrigley's because of chewing gum? I want the Crypto.com MVP award. <laughs> That'll be next. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, everybody's saying, wait a oh, minute, man, wait I a wish minute. it stayed the Staples Center. I wish it Hold stayed it. the Staples Center. We're gonna have That's to tell actually Larry a Bird, company, We're going to have to tell Larry Bird and Magic Johnson that we're going to have to take your names off of these awards and Bill Russell because these awards are now corporate opportunities. This could be the Allstate, the Allstate MVP award. Played it's all in about the, money, my friend. It's always about money. When it's about the Played money in the progressive and NBA finals. Go and ahead, that Mike, excuse <laughs> is why things are messed up. I agree, that excuse, Joe. it's about I the agree. money, but they paid the money, but it's a business. Right. Okay. Right. Why did Staples not hit us like that? Why? Well, it's a new arena. It made sense. They had the staple and it's it looked cool. <laughs> nice. Now we got this crypto dot. Calm. I feel like I'm watching an 80th bowl game now when I when I hear that name. The Speaking I remember there was the what was it the grandfurniture.com bowl. Well, this is you know? okay. Let me ask you this. Okay, college football. Real quick sidebar. Since you said this, 
Wouldn't it be great if you know if they expand the playoffs to utilize the bowl system and change around because all these useless, meaningless bowls that they have always in the month of December that nobody cares about would be much more meaningful if it was like hosting like first and second round games for an expanded college playoff system. I've always you know said that would be the best way to go, and you know again make a ton more money for these communities do that it's host these bowl games. Two games or four games or something like well, that. Well, you're adding two more games to the eventual yeah. winner. Whoever would win it, would add, you would add yeah. in two more games if it went to a 16-team format. Yeah. I don't think that would be unfair. And, you again, utilize the bowl I just, I, I, I love the fact that UCLA and SC are joining the Big Ten. It's because <laughs> about money. It's about money. It's always about I money. I mean, hey, why, why go to the NBA anymore? You can make just as much money and go to college. What you don't concept. have to play 82 games. Or 16, 18 games. You can play 10 games. Joe, I mean, your thoughts. I mean, I, that's, I've always advocated for that, but I don't know if that's going to go. It, it, the college, the, the, special, the special part about college football was every game meant something. Uh, I would I would go as far as eight. I wouldn't go 16. That's, that's I would go ridiculous. 16. Let me tell you why. Because it is so much more attractive to see, let's say, a first round. It's match not, between. though. It's, you're turning well, it into on, another. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. To say, let's say in Alabama. Versus the number 16 team. Let's say, I don't know, whoever would be falling. Let's say Texas falls at 16. Number one for 16. Wouldn't that be a much better watch as far as the mid-whatever bowl that they have in early December than a 5-16 and six team going against a 6-16? Six and six team? I don't want to see Just either. Just look at March Madness. All I have to do is replicate it. I don't want to see either. For the Earth sport. I'm just I don't want to see out. either. I wanted to see Power 5. If they wanted to do a Power 5 situation where the top – five power conferences win then you have three let's say three wild cards make an eight playoff setup and that's it but we never this it's never enough to the old system where the west representative would have very little competition so ucla could win every year and face whoever was the best from the east nothing to it well that rose bowl was the big 10 and the pac 10 champion uh I remember when the Lakers could draft all of the players in Los Angeles automatically, we're entitled to be Lakers. When there was territorial drafts, we yeah, didn't it, state that. It, it it's like it's like everything else. Let's let's use Hollywood as an example. Hollywood squeezes every ounce of every type of franchise with remakes and sequels to the point where you've almost diluted that whole right. franchise into garbage. Terminator being the, the well, main you know, one. The, the Hulu thing is coming on now. Like, why can't you just enjoy? Have you had like, a chance to interview that guy yet? It's up to Hulu PR. I've contacted mm-hmm. Hulu PR and About I'm what? waiting for a response. Uh, in regards to, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to the individuals that worked on the upcoming Hulu document documentary regarding the Los Angeles Lakers, the real story of the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers, according to what they're we're saying. The and I want story. to go ahead and these guys. These guys get what? How much did they get for the crypto.com name? And they're still penny pinching? Is that what you keep telling me about money? No, I'm just I'm just saying I, I reached out to Hulu PR. So now they're doing a Hulu show to make more money? money. They don't own the arena. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's all about money. <laughs> it's all about money indeed. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Uh, so you would watch The Tomorrow War before The Matrix? Yes. If you forced me down, you, I was tied into a chair and I had to watch one thing, I would say The Matrix Resurrections. Really? Funny. Yeah, because of all the cutscenes, I could remember what a good movie was like. <laughs> Well played, sir. Well played. Yes, that's the only reason for the flashbacks, to remind you what a good Matrix movie was. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. 
So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Yes, I'm trying to reach out. I'm not sure if I'll get a response again from Hulu PR, but I'm trying to go ahead and get an interview with one of the people behind the upcoming documentary that's coming out next week, The Real Story of the Los Angeles Lakers. But before we head on out, I want to just clarify again, if Michael Jordan, whenever he passes away, you're saying no one, Joe, not even Michael Jordan should get his number retired. Michael Jordan's logo is on every jersey. Kobe. Well, yeah, but that's that's not because of league i know but at what when do you stop when do you stop i'm just just asking because and laker tom you said kobe right and that's it i just think something has to be done for kobe because how what a joke magic and and all these people are getting all of the big awards and kobe's in the all-star game come on kobe kobe is fine you know what i'll tell you another joke is is phil handy saying that if if Kyrie Irving was 6'6", he would be that was terrible. Kobe Bryant. That was terrible. First off, Kyrie Irving doesn't even show That's up for the game. That's why he's not a head coach. And secondly, That's why he's he doesn't not a head coach. Defense. Right there. That killed you right there. He's not a killer. <laughs> no. That that was – you're right, Tom. That was – I, I, I was reading I that. I love Phil but that was ridiculous. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Give some respect. There's only one it's guy. There's only mentality. one guy. That was, that was what set Kobe apart is his mentality, not his offensive moves, not his skill set, none of that stuff. It was always his mentality. Well, if you guys have thoughts out there, please let us know at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, of course, right here on YouTube. Please subscribe today if you're not a subscriber already so you can get the latest notifications on when these guys, or also as well, Jamie Sweet, who told me he wants to go and do a late-night Lakers Fast Break next week. Also, as well, want to go ahead and let you know that I've got Sean Grice. We're going to try and see if we can get him on a future episode. But this is episode 499. I've got episode 500 already in the can. I'm going to drop it for our friends on podcasting outlets and YouTube here over the weekend with my first guest, Boomer Peral. I think that's going to be a great conversation that we had that we touched upon. But that'll be number 500. My first episode, my first guest. It's going to be the guest, so it'll be a great show indeed. But these guys hopefully be back on Sunday, Sunday night, to go ahead and talk about what's going on with the Los Angeles Lakers. If anything changes, if anything comes about, we'll go ahead and report it here. But please go ahead and subscribe today on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. It is sincerely appreciated. If you hate what they say, if you love what they say, if you're angry what they say, please just let us know. Just talk to us. Reach out to us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And, of course, where they're always hanging out at, Lakerholics.com and Lakersball.com as well. But, guys, great conversation. I left with a smile on my face. Even though Joe or Tom, next time you're here in Vegas, come by and say hi. Come on, man. Come on, guys. Hey, come man, on. I invited you, and you're like, hey, man, I got my kids. and Well, they were resting. They had school starting the hey, next man, couple I'm days. not messing with family stuff. I told you, Metro Pizza, meet me there. They've got great food, but you said you already <laughs> ate. And then I said I was going down. Okay, you didn't want to eat. I said, okay, later on. I said, I'll stop by the Excalibur. Oh, no, we're hanging out. We're you're going all over the strip now. Better to do, better to do, Gerald. What? I, what else know, would you have better to do in Vegas than see Gerald? You know what? There no. you go. Absolutely. Nothing better than that. There you go. We could bet on the Lakers at 44 and a half. It right could have been a hot set of dice, man. It could have been a hot yeah, set I was, of I was. I didn't really. Right. I was around a bunch of video could game have been a hot dorks. Set of- Evo, indeed. Blue Magic <laughs> says one final thought here. Gerald, with you in Vegas, I'm upset you didn't get the Kyrie trade done over Summer League. You know what? I tried, but, you know, getting those guys on a conference call, we heard, is already trouble when they do it in Vegas. But, you know, I always want to try getting the Kyrie deal done. But They were busy hanging out with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, we heard about that one, yes. Uh, I got, still think uh, it's 40-40. Can't drink and drive. Yeah. Can't drink and drive. 40-40-10-10. Even 10, in the land so. of free drinks. 40-40-10-10. 40% Kyrie, 40% chance Turner. 10% chance somebody else, 10% chance we won't get anybody. We'll be and then also, don't Russ. forget the 1% chance that Russell Westbrook signs a five-year extension with the Lakers just to piss everybody off. There's no, there's there's a 0% chance of that. <laughs> well, there's one chance. There is a, there is a 1% chance, but it would be a, it would be a sign and trade. 
and extend and trade. Anyone who pays Russell Westbrook other than the minimum (laughs) after next year should be not a executive or well here's what's going to be funny what if nobody is willing to give him the minimum well guys on a serious note though before we head on out uh, all after (laughs) side uh lakers 84 wants us to go ahead and head on out uh as far as thoughts on speaking of kobe can you guys briefly share where you were and your reaction to when he passed i actually shared my thoughts on the air if you look in the archives both on i think facebook youtube and also where you get your podcast I will say that I was driving alongside Maryland Parkway. I just was heading towards near the UNLV area when my wife called me and she got wind of what went on uh, first at TMZ. And then I just had to pull over the side and I was just crying, just crying like a baby. And, you know, it was really hard getting through those first two episodes. Laker Tom was with me and he was just devastated. We were both devastated. It's still in the archives. You want to go ahead and check it out. But yeah, we had, I had the Kleenex here right next to me it was just it was just an awful experience i also had an episode with rafael barlow as well talking about it tj johnson talking about it yeah it was, it was just a, a terrible time indeed but uh before we head on out uh laker tom if you want to uh reminisce and then joe i'll hit you up as well laker tom i know you already shared your thoughts originally at that time but going back where were you and what were your reaction when he passed well it's so funny because the thing that had changed so much about Kobe after his retirement was he became a, a, a girl dad, you know, and he had these three daughters that he just loved playing basketball with. When I heard the news, I was on my way. I'd coached for 15 years in, uh, in AAU and CYU, CYO basketball. And, uh, I'd coached my grandson. I'd coached, uh, and I was coaching my two granddaughters, and uh, they were both playing that day. And I was on my way to a tournament. I was so doing exactly the same thing that Kobe was doing for his daughters. He was he was on a flight to go to to a tournament, and I was driving when I heard that news. And we got there. Both my granddaughters wear twenty four as their jersey numbers for obvious reasons. Geez, it was just you know. Just one of those things that you can't believe because we didn't get the news straight. We got the news first that there was an accident and and then there was the news that, that Kobe was dead. And then there was another news that it was another player on the plane. And it was all, all Yeah, you Rick heard about Fox. Rick Fox. Confusing, yeah. confusing information. And and I get there, we and I get there to the tournament and I'm wondering, are they gonna have the games? The girls are all there just have you heard the news? And everybody is just, you know. To me, uh, I can't, I think it was LeBron that said this. He said that I don't think I've ever seen Kobe happier ever in his life than he was with his daughters. And I once joked to my wife complaining about getting confused because there was a sports basketball story about, and it turned out to be about girls basketball. This was like 20 years ago before I was woke. Okay. And I was complaining because I said, yeah, he's taking up this room for real sports, you know, wasting it on his women's basketball stuff. My wife says to me, she says, you don't want your granddaughters to play basketball? I didn't have any granddaughters then. Uh, As it came, I spent 10 years coaching girls basketball. And I loved it. And it was fabulous. And, And I understood everything that Kobe loved about being able to watch his daughters. I playing with basketball with and coaching my granddaughters is the same thing. So that I'll never forget that day with Kobe and I'll never forget Kobe. And the memory that I have of Kobe is a lot more of the guy who is involved in, in his daughter's basketball career and loved coaching and loved teaching those girls, the Mamba Academy. Those are the years that I remember most about Kobe, even though I lived through everything from his rookie year on. Joe, I know you put it in the chat, but go ahead and let us know. We've never, I've never actually spoken to you about this. So let me hear your thoughts before we head on out. So I'm in my office, my buddy, uh, who's lifelong, I've known him for 35 years. We're both Laker fans since we were kids. He goes, Hey, did you hear about the helicopter crash? And I'm like, I went on Google right away, put helicopter crash. And then I saw a picture of smoke and helicopter crash. That was all. And I was like, yeah, so. And he goes, they're saying that Kobe was in it. 
And then five minutes later, I read it on TMZ. And as soon as I saw that, I knew it was true because those suckers have some kind of, they have that whole area tapped uh, without trying to get too morbid here. But three months earlier, I was talking to my other buddy who I've known for 22 years, who's, who's a massive Kobe fanatic. We were talking about how we were waiting for him to have a boy when we were actually not paying attention. Gianna was actually going to be his heir on the court. And I remember talking to him. This is three months before the crash. I said, hey, we're going to be watching the WNBA draft and we're going to be watching Gianna play basketball. Like that's going to be, this is going to change women's basketball. This is going to be Gretzky-esque when, with, with what he did in the NHL. I go, this is going to be big. Like, we're going to be watching the WNBA draft and watching W. It's going to change everything. He wore that orange hoodie. It sold out in 13 minutes. He just, I don't know how that planned out, but I think he just wore it. And people saw him wearing it at the Atlanta game at Staples. And they, they said it sold out in 13 minutes when people saw the, the sweater. I said, this guy's going to, him and his daughter are going to change women's sports. Three months later, what we lost, and I, 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 I try to put things in perspective. I, I understand Kobe was just a basketball player. He wasn't Albert Einstein. He wasn't Jules Verne. He, he's not Elon Musk. He didn't do something that changed humanity, right? But what athletes do, guys like Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, Kobe, these type of players is – these are the last of the gladiators. These are the last of the, the Hectors and the Achilles from, from folklore. And people want to watch and admire out-of-this-world ability. And that's what these guys had. And then on top of it, if their personality extends it even more, I mean, even John Sally was talking about how – he got Kobe out at a, at a nightclub one time because he loved Sally. Loved Sally. Sally loved him. And John goes, bro, can you, can you just come out with us? He came out, and this is John Sally, and he's got a bunch of other NBA players that are stars in the NBA. But he's like, John Sally's talking. He's like, dude, when Kobe comes in, it's like, it's a different, it's different. That guy was different. That guy was worldly. He won an Oscar 17 months after retiring from the NBA. This guy was about to do some stuff, and we lost it all. It wasn't just about sports. It wasn't just about movies. It was about a a guy that transcended everything and everyone and every in any way. And brought together people. He brought people together. One of my friends said something, because as soon as Kobe passed away, COVID hit two months later, and it's like everything was just bad, bad, bad. And he said something, and he goes, maybe maybe Kobe was the one that was keeping everything together. And I just, I was like, man, that, that was just like, it hit me like, like right here. Usually it hits you in the heart, but this one hit me in the head. I was just like, man, why'd you say that? That's just because now I'm thinking, man, if I just wish that tournament was six weeks later, everything would have been grounded. He would have never been on that freaking helicopter, you know, and it's, it's the five stages of depression. And I kind of got mad at myself for being so distraught by it. I mean, it's someone I never even met. Why do I care so much? I've cried for two people that are not family members and friends. Magic Johnson, when he got diagnosed with HIV, and Kobe Bryant when he died. So if anybody wants to know how how big of a fan I am of the Lakers, you know now. You know why I'm I'm, I'm passionate about it, because those are the guys, man. And I've shaken Magic's hand. That is a real dude. That is every bit of every goodness that man, that man is a is a treasure. That guy, that guy kicked the bejesus out of HIV, whatever. 
he killed it and he told it, nigga getting me. How do you not admire that? How do you not admire that? Inspired everything in that. And Kobe was in a different area, but could have could have likely done just as big of things. And that is, we'll never know what we lost. That is the ultimate tragedy of this. And of course, more more important than any of that is there's a mother who lost her daughter and her husband and siblings that lost their sister. And that's the part that always, that's, that's the first thing I always think of is when someone passes away, it's like, how, how do you, how do you, how does, how does a mother bury her child? You know, that, that is the, or a father bury his child, whatever parents. Yeah, there were nine, there were nine other. And then you have, okay. And then you have on top of that, someone lost both parents and a sibling. Both parents and a sibling, a mother and a dog and a sibling. It's like your your mind is it's it's just not it's not there, and it's it's a, it's a, it is still sad to this day, and, and and it's one of those things where you just live with it now. It never really changes the feeling. Well, we uh, appreciate you sending us out that question, Lakers eighty four Blue Magic, also as well. Terrell, and also as well, Jeff Green. You've been great on the chat. Truly appreciate everyone out there as far as hanging out with us. Once again, for the Lakers Fast Break, if you have thoughts that you want to share in the coming days and weeks in regards to where you were at and your thoughts on Kobe and his passing, please let us know. We'd love to hear them. We'll actually read it on the air if you want, right here at the Lakers Fast Break, through at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, and of course, always right here on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook as well. But everyone out there, again, I've got more great shows ahead. This is $4.99. $500 will be dropping wherever you hear this podcast and also as well wherever you see this podcast on YouTube because I've got that coming up this weekend and also as well this weekend on Sunday. We've got another great new edition of the group chat, hopefully on stage as well. But guys, truly appreciate your thoughts on the Lakers, 44 and a half. Of course, also as well on a possible retirement number for anyone else after the announcement that Bill Russell will get his number retired throughout the league. And of course, your thoughts on Kobe as well. Blue Magic says, last but not least, thanks again for the programming. Gerald, Tom, and Joe, we are all still healing for the loss. Yes, we, I don't think we're going to get quite over it for quite some time. I, I just don't think it's going to be something that we're going to be able to get over for many, many years. It still stings. It still feels hollow. It still feels with us every single day as Lakers fans. And as you can see behind my shoulder, he's always there every show that we do right here at the Lakers Fast Break. But everyone, thank you so much for being a part of today's show. We look forward to dropping number 500 and coming back for another group chat coming up this weekend as well right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. 